Begin transmission. You are listening to Corellian Run Radio, your route through hyperspace to the latest news on Star Wars The Old Republic. Hi, and welcome to Corellian Run Radio. This is episode number 62, and we are recording Sunday, June 24th, 2012. And with me today is my usual co-host, Deirdre. Hello, Deirdre. Hello, Carla. How are you? I tell you what, I am doing good. I think I survived keeping the Grand Sugars. <laughs> Did you? You really survived? Are you sure? I'm not sure yet. I just took them home this morning <laughs> and I had three of them. And you know, you're doing a podcast. That's crazy. I, I wouldn't I'm be able to do like, it. Oh my gosh. You know, they <laughs> ranged in the, 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 the age range between eight months old. Then oh. I had a three year old. Oh, wow. And then a seven-year-old. Well, at least a seven-year-old is at an age where they can probably help a little bit. You and, know, and a little he was, bit. And he was. He was very helpful. The The eight-month-old was just a sheer joy. Oh, good. The three-year-old? Have you ever Terror. heard the term heathen? <laughs> <laughs> well, only every day in my house. Yes. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. She is just adorable. And you, she puts those little brown eyes up at you and smiles and it just melts your heart. But Lord have mercy, that child, <laughs> she will try your patience. I, I, it gives me a great appreciation for people that are uh, strong willed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what have you done this week? Let's see. This week, this week, I have family staying in my house for a couple of weeks. So that's pretty good considering we only have a two bedroom home. And, um, <laughs> that's, wow. uh, that's pretty much it. But, you know, it's, it's not that, it's not bad. It's my, uh, my brother in law who lived with us for about a year. Mm -hmm. And his little girl is visiting us from Washington State Aww. for the next month. So she'll spend two weeks here and then she goes to grandma and grandpa's, um, for another two weeks. And how old is she? She is nine, and she's a big, huge helper. Oh, I bet you she is. She is indeed. And she's just a really wonderful girl, and I love her to death. So um, it's been really good. Oh, she's that is kid. awesome. That is awesome. All yeah, right. yeah. Okay, well, let's take it into our host challenge. Yay. Fact. You know it to be true. Or fiction. Okay, I'm going to read three bits of information or three leads about the game. Two of them will be made up or not yet confirmed. Only one will be a fact confirmed by BioWare. Your job is to pick out which one is true. And again, I, I picked it through the community Q&A, although it was a little more difficult this time because there were some long questions and some long answers in this one. So anyway, you ready? Oh, so not ready, but yeah, go ahead. All righty. Lead number one. The Toxic Scan ability purchase the two newest effects. Lead number two. Extra character slots per server is something coming in the near future. Lead number three. Companion abilities are included in the upcoming Smart Abilities. 
So after hearing all three leads, which one do you think is the confirmed fact? Oh boy. Well, I had a, like, like many people had a hard time muddling through this week's Q and A. So um, I'm going to actually guess this week and I know I'm probably going to guess wrong because I'm horrible at guessing. Um, But let's see, I would say I'm going to go with lead number two as being true and correct. Extra character slots per server is something coming in the near future. That is correct. Oh, good guess. You guessed very well. Good guess. Well, I remember reading something about it, and that one's been actually floating the interwebs and not just the Q&A for a little while now. Right. Well, it's something that all of us want. I mean, they want us to play both sides. They keep preaching story, 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 but we don't have enough characters to do both sides. Exactly. Exactly. the the ball is in Bioware's court. <laughs> yes, please, please, Bioware, do something about this. That's right. Soon and uh, oh, wait, we're not going. We were we're going to remove that from our vocabulary. I was going to say. I I think on Tor Wars, every time someone <clears throat> says "soon," you have to do the Pee Wee Herman scream. Oh so. Lord. Lord, Lord, no. As long as you don't have to ask me to do the truffle shuffle, I'm okay. (laughs) I do the truffle shuffle all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, the toxic scannability purges the two oldest effects, not the two newest. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. And the companion abilities are not included in the upcoming smart abilities, but it's something that they were excited to, to think about, and that may come. And I'm not going to use the S-O-O-N word. (laughs) But it may come down the line. (laughs) That's right. It's going to go down the line. There you go. All righty. Let's get to the latest news in tour. From the Newsnet. And And we are... Well, Carla, as always, we have weekly patch notes update for this week. Um, I believe the patch happened uh, June 18th, right? Yep. And uh, yeah, some Something of like the uh, this is the the deployment of patch 1.2.7, and some of the highlights from the patch include um, the Smuggler's Class mission, uh, Blood Feud. Uh, players can now return to port uh, nowhere, even if they travel to another area during the step. Speak to Darmus Polaran. Uh, players previously blocked on this mission needed to reset the mission in order to complete it. So that's been fixed. Also, Void Star, in the event that an attacking player bypasses a door while it is not destroyed, the attacking player's team will no longer advance to the next respawn location. So that's been fixed. Um, and, of course, ships uh, no longer have the potential to spawn in incorrect locations during space combat missions. So it was a tiny, little, tiny patch. Um, with tiny, tiny, little, tiny fixes, but um, probably noticeable fixes, especially for those smugglers and uh, Void Star people um, having Warzone fun. Um, and the people who are exploiting that are no longer able to do any of that. So that's boohoo for you. That's good things but, for us, though. Yes, exactly. For those that don't exploit. Neener, neener. Exactly. <laughs> So that's uh that's it for the patch notes this week. All righty. Well, that leads us right into team ranked war zones in 1.3. I know that they were on target, but they're more than on target. They are in for 1.3. And I know I'm so excited, but you know, as I'm reading this, and by the way, we'll have a link to it in our show notes, but um, by on the main website, there is a um, article um, written by Gabe Amatangelo 
um, who is the principal lead PVP designer, where he talks about what is coming for this first preseason or, you know, um, uh, update for 1.3. Uh-huh. And I was a little excited about some of the things that I read, but I was also kind of disappointed in some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's dual queuing, which Uh I was really excited about. You can queue as a group for normal war zones and you can dual queue by also queuing for team ranked um, war zones. Right. So, you know, whichever comes first or, you know, whatever, you can be in two queues at the same time, which right. I thought was very cool because I think it was really needed in case there was a wait for the ranked war zone, mm-hmm. you know, because there might be in the beginning there, you know, especially for those of us that are on a PVE server, mm-hmm. there, you know, the, the ranked war zones teams may be in light demand, you know? Right, right. So uh, I was really excited to see that. And, but then I kind of had the, the, the rug kind of pulled out from underneath me when I read that, and, and I'm hoping I'm reading this wrong because I was reading or, or had anticipated the ranked war zones and being able to stay in your party and being able to queue to where we could queue full groups. Right. All right. I thought we were going to be able to queue. Like if we had eight people, we could queue with eight people and we could all get in the same regular war zone or the team ranked war zones. Right. Well, according to this article, it says, um, Let's see here. It says, in other words, you can queue up as a group of up to four for normal war zones or as a full team group of eight for ranked war zones. And you will remain in that group at the conclusion of the match, which that should have been a no-brainer from the very beginning. You know, busting up the group after the group is done is it was kind of silly, but you know, I'm sure it did had some programming issues that they have finally been able to resolve. But what the heck? What do you mean for? Well, I can I can only imagine that it's four and that those extra four slots are for those people who are kind of like dual queued. And so they want to get in on a group, but they, they don't have a group of their own. And so it's kind of like leaving open these four slots for, you know, pickup players. So but to speak. We, what and if we don't want pickup players? Then it, it I'm not seeing that it it doesn't say that you can't have a full team of eight for the ranked war zones. Hey, you, you can for the ranked team. Right. Okay. The team, what do they call it? Team ranked war zones. But right. what if you just want to queue as a, a complete group mm-hmm. for regular war zones? I mean, and, and you're not worried about your ranking and, and any of that you're just there to have fun and, and it be whimsical and you pick up eight, eight guild members instead of right. your eight hardcore team, you right. know? Um, yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. I see. I'm not seeing that as a bad thing or I'm not reading into it as a bad thing. I, I think I'm, I'm reading into it as kind of a, 
uh, a fail safe against people feeling like they can't do get into ranked war zones at all unless they're in a group of four, four people, you know, and, and in which case what they're trying to do, I, I think it seems to me, and maybe I'm misunderstanding it and misreading it, but it's kind of for the, the, the single player. Who, but why not put eight eight single players together? That's what I would think. But at the same time, you know, maybe it's not, maybe the system's not testing that way. You know, maybe it's not testing as well that way, I, I which is kind of silly. But um, I don't disagree with you at the same time. I'm not, I'm not sure that I read it as up to, you can only have, well, I mean, uh, it says when you queue up as a group of up to four or normal war zones, or as a full te- team group of eight for ranked war zones, you will remain in that group to the cl- on the, at the conclusion of the match. Right. Well, so it, it's uh, telling you you only can uh, if you're going to queue for a regular, you're only going to get four in your group in there. Mm-hmm. Please, listeners, if you have have tested the ranked PvP and the queuing of PvP on the you know, on the public test server, give us your feedback. Because I personally want to see us be able to queue for a full team. But on the same token, I would want to be pitted against other players that have full teams. Because Mm -hmm. I think that we would be at a distinct disadvantage if you had eight people that were in the same Ventrilo or Mumble channel and playing against eight random people that, right. you know, and I don't think, I don't think that I'd want that unfair advantage, mm-hmm. but on the same token, I do want to be able to queue up for a full team of eight players. Yes. You know, so, yeah. I mean, I understand the team ranked, but I still want to do it for the whole, you know, the games, all of them, you mm-hmm. know, cause there's a lot of times that, some of my friends and I just get together and say, hey, who wants PvP? Exactly. You know, and we get eight people together, we go and we do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that, am I going to be limited now and I can't do it in state as, as a team? You know, that's, mm-hmm. because invariably what's happening now is if a bunch of us want to queue up together, four of us will be on one side and four on the other. Yeah. You know, and I'd rather mm-hmm. us all eight be together. There you go. You know, like but the anyway, team that you belong to. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think that this is a very, very positive thing for our um, PVPers, regardless of whether they have this to where all eight can join regular war zones. I think having the ranked um, war zone season, and they're calling this preseason ratings. Mm-hmm. So... Um, It says, uh, before season one begins with official ratings, we tend to rank and post the players and guilds with top preseason ratings. Season one will begin with completely new ratings. Additionally, we do intend to have a solo queue ranked Warzone option in the future. So, Mm. great, great article. I love how they have, you can see your team rating and how many kills you have, how many player kills you have, how many MVP votes, what your Valor rank is. It's all there on your Warzone um, Q, um, page. So that's your little Empire or Republic logo in the lower part of your mini-map. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. so you click on that and it pops up and there you are. That's right. Yeah. Well, it takes us into our community roundup. 
uh, of the forums and events for June uh, 20th of 20, 2012, which is what? That's the year we're in, right? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I, otherwise, I need to go back to bed. Yep. Um, <laughs> for those of you that do not know this, um, the Community Roundup is a group of questions that are pulled from forums. They are nominated uh, discussions um, for the roundups, and they can come from anywhere. So most of them come from the forums. Uh, some of them come from the forums of other fan sites, um, and so on and so on, and et cetera, and et cetera. Although I don't believe that any questions come from Reddit. Well, I'm not sure. I'm I'm um, not 100% sure anyway, but that would be funny if it did. Um, so anyway, some of the questions this week are actually pretty funny. Um, one of the ones that went ahead and blew my brain was uh, Companion Karaoke Night was a thread. And it's basically a fun thread about what songs your companions would sing at karaoke. So if you haven't seen that, please click on um, the link, which we will put on the uh, on Corellian Run, and you can go ahead and click on that. One person said that um, Kaleo would probably sing something to the effect of Like a Virgin, which is Madonna. And um, I found it really hilarious that Eric Jorgen would be uh, one of those who wouldn't be budged away from the bar unless you you know, plied him with enough alcohol, in which case he would uh, he would sing classic rock in the vein of Born to be Wild, and then he'd suck totally. So that's <laughs> funny. Um, one important thing on here is this does not just um, include the community roundup on the forums. It also includes server events. So for those of you on specific servers like the Ebonhawk, uh, Tuesday night Datacron Expeditions and Hunt on the Imperial side um, will have an in-character roleplay Datacron Hunting Expedition and World Boss Hunt event, um, and that is the Ebonhawk server on the Imperial side. Uh, Prophecy of the Five, um, which is open world PvP, will have something on Thursday, June 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, Death's Fist will be organizing an open world PvP fight between Republic and Empire players. And on the Shadowlands, a Thursday Open Ilum Level 50 PvP event. Thursday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, will uh, they will be gathering as many pub, um, pubs. It's I think it's Repubs. Republic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pubs mm-hmm. and imps for this event. I'm, I'm for some odd reason that. It didn't flow. Yeah, it didn't yeah, flow. Yeah, it didn't. I'm like, pubs. And mm. then, you know, when I hear pub, I think of alcohol, and I immediately started thinking of Guinness. That's just me. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then I got thirsty, and now I want a Guinness. Um, anyway, there's also another event on uh, TorWars.com. I believe that the event is currently – it's for tonight, and it's on the Ebonhawk server. So go to TorWars.com and look that one up. Um, there is a – a uh, speed racer, pod racer event going on on Tatooine. So check that one out too. Awesome. Um, Awesome. See, I'm on the Shadowlands. So uh, I saw this happening on Thursday, Mm -hmm. but it was so, you know, I, I didn't try to get on because I didn't find out about it until the last minute. And uh, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm just, has, have they fixed Ilum? I'm, I mean, to where you can have more than like a hundred (laughs) people. Well, I don't know. I my my uh my interpretation of server events is that you know, they're they're probably, you know, going to be full of a few people and um and it's really community driven and that is. I've always been a big fan of server events. We used to have them on World of Warcraft all the time. We we'd have Naked Fight Club, we would have Gnome Runs, we'd have everything. And so I think that that is something that is lacking in Star Wars the Old Republic and I'm really glad that um members of the community have taken it upon themselves to have these server-wide events. Um, to help keep the community, like, 
communityed together. Exactly. So, well, it yeah. helps. It helps to um, serve as community re- relations. It uh-huh. also helps with those guilds involved. I mean, anybody that sees um, a couple of the guilds that are working on these different things, they're going to want to join people that are doing things. Absolutely. So anytime there's somebody looking for a guild, if they see people out there doing stuff and you know stuff for your server, they're going to want it. Absolutely. You know that's one of the reasons why um, for our particular server, the Shadowlands, we had um, a Facebook page, but it was pretty inactive. So we started a, a Facebook group page. Mm-hmm. So if you search for the Shadowlands in the groups. You'll find it. Just join us. Um, also, they've even taken it a step further, and they have um, a website that has an independent forums. It's on um, Engine, uh-huh. you know, this the hosting service Engine. Yep. Um, there is one for our server, the Shadowlands. Um, and I'm just saying, I'm not trying to talk up our server. I'm just saying that there are lots of resources out there that are really working hard to bring the communities of the servers together, specifically mm-hmm. since the, the, the character transfers yes. have boosted these servers up. So we are, you know, wanting to build more of a community now that we're, we've got a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah, I think so. it's great. And like, like I said, you know, these are not Bioware run events. These are community member uh, player right. events. And, uh, and, you know, go and show your support by showing up or, you know, and, and you might just find that you're having a little bit of fun, you know, in the process. But, um, as, you know, as you might understand or, or know, I mean, today is the 24th. So these events have already gone and passed. But the point is, is go to, you know, the community roundup um for this coming week and we will have the link and it should link to the same exact page. If you, if you need help, just go under community, the community tab on the main site, and then it'll be community news and, um, and it'll be in there, but there's always events happening. So, you know, join in, come on, have some fun. Well, one of the places that they're finding some of these community events is the official forums for the server group. Mm-hmm. forums you know that place that we really hate to go to oh yes but <laughs> you might want to go there yeah but you might want to go there and post your community events for your server so that people will know what's going on and also so that bioware can pull those out and say hey this is what's happening so you'll be in the community q a i mean exactly. the community uh, events for the week so yeah. anyway yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, that leads us to the Dev Tracker Summary for June the Woo-hoo. 12th through the 18th. And there's just lots of little tidbits. The main focus was, of course, character transfers last week. So that's a big one. Also, one of the things that Allison wanted to, to chime in and say is that she wanted to reassure the community that they do indeed read the threads in the suggestion box. So, there is a section of the forums for the suggestion box. Please go use it because it is being read by someone. Or <laughs> mo- multiple someone. Someone. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, let's see. They have uh, new Bioware icons um, to help readily identify developer posts. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There is just a lot of different, uh, the blog and the official thread announcements on the, there's a Groove Finder blog. 
Um, there is the forum thread roundup blog. Then there's the community Q and A. They're just recapping all of what's going on. And, and there's even one on the E3 coverage of this past E3. And just go and read the developer blog. I love reading this because I get to, you know, covet little tidbits of information that you don't get to see anywhere else. Absolutely. Well, that makes complete, like, complete sense to me because, you know, we need to know what's going on in the game and that helps. Absolutely. Especially from the dev perspective, you know. Yeah, yeah because they be the powers that be. No joke. Yeah, when they say jump, we say okay. Mm, that's right. <laughs> well, I don't. You they're, in the, they're in the know. There you go. There you go. Well, that leads us off to the crew skills and items in game update 1.3. Um, this week we talk about adaptive gear is a new kind of armor weight. Um, so when you equip the adaptive armor, your character will use it to its maximum effect, gaining the benefits of the highest armor weight that you can equip. Um, adaptive armor works for companions and it utilizes also their um, best armor weight. Um, this obviously allows every class in the game to use a social gear sets without being penalized in any way, shape, or form, and without having multiple sets of gear just to um, take on different weights. And it's kind of confusing when you think about it, but um, I, I don't know. See, for me, I've been I've been using this in like Mass Effect Three about like weight and and the different weights of things and how it affects, you know, basically your overall stats and stuff. So um, I'm, I'm kind of getting it. I'm not a pro at it. But um, those, there's a lot of people who will be able to use this and understand it. Um, anyway, there's a bunch of um, adaptive gear and, and uh, social gear sets um, with adaptive weight and coming out. And there's a whole mess of them. And you can look at it. There's Balmorian resistance gear. There's Imperial Dancer, Imperial Pilot, Imperial Trooper. There's a Karaga's Unyielding Helm, which is a single item. There's a pilot suit. Anyway, there's a bunch of stuff. There's the, the Sand People. We all know the Slave Girl. Um, you know, the Republic Dancer. I believe there was also, wasn't there an Imperial Dancer too? Yeah, all of this. So um, all of these existing items are going to be updated. So, have you, yeah. Have you, um, I haven't put any of this armor on on the test server, and I guess I'm going to have to go do that so I can answer my own question. But maybe <laughs> you know, do you know if even though these are adapting, you know, having the adaptive weight is correct for your particular type of gear that you can wear do you know if it actually says heavy medium or light i don't think that it does i think that it will probably again i haven't been on the test servers either so uh, me saying this would be you know a poor example of you know yes or no i don't think that it would though i think that it would yeah. just kind of adapt already to whatever you have it, it it's not going to have a weight on it See, that's, that's the kind of confusing thing that I think could it be might, fixed. You know what, Carla? It might have, have something that says adaptive, you know? Yeah. And, and, that, and, would and, and like, that would probably suffice. I mean, if it yeah. said adaptive or, or whatever. But, I mean, because I know that it, for me it's very confusing. Um, not because I'm so easily confused, but because I want to know that I'm wearing the correct gear right so i'm right. you know i'm always looking at it and if for example for my imperial agent i wear medium gear mm -hmm. um i want it to say medium or mm -hmm. adaptive would be okay but i want it to think, say something yeah. besides light because right and now it light. says light 
Yeah, it might. I mean, it also might be that I hope they're not assuming that the, the player will look at, you know, I don't know, the Imperial dancer, you know, outfit and be like, oh, I don't know. What's the weight on that? I don't know if I can wear that, you know, <laughs> or right. it's adaptive. You know, I, I don't I think that maybe things will start changing into like maybe that a little that little adaptive title, you know, adaptive armor. Well, you know, I think that that would can, make anybody can wear it. Yeah, I think that that would make more sense. I mean, just for those that don't know what to look for, I, mm-hmm. I think that we can never have too much information when we're talking about our, our gear and stuff. And if it's going to be adaptive, it either needs to say adaptive or it needs to say what it is we're wearing. Are we wearing light armor? Are we wearing medium armor? Are we wearing heavy armor? You know, if it's adapting to me, it should say medium or it should say adaptive. And it may do that. I mean, I don't right. know that. So, um, because I haven't really paid that much attention to that particular item because I guess right. that's kind of low on my priority list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I myself don't have any sand people gear or, you know, Imperial dancer armor or whatever. So no, it's kind of low on my priority list as well, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't mind wearing, you know, that slave outfit. You know, and I wouldn't still being mind able to wearing it own. either, but you know what? There, everybody's going to be wearing it. So now I don't want to wear it anymore. Now I want to wear it all the time. No, I, wanna, I don't want to wear it. I want to guild required to wear it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I want a screenshot. <laughs> you know what? Watch. Okay, those of you listening, get that slave, like, girl dress. And I want everybody in your guild to wear it. And you need to take a screenshot and go ahead and send it to us. Oh, yeah. Submit it to us. Yeah. Uh, well, this whole entire article goes on to talk about augment tables. And that's actually pretty important to some people. Um, prior to update, uh, game update 1.3, um, it was only possible to create an augmented item through a critical crafting success. Um, that is since kind of like it's going to change. Um, so basically some of the most valuable items in the game Right now are orange um, shells that have been crafted with an augment slot unlocked um, because they have an exceptional stat potential with their full complement of mod slots. While these items are cool, they're indicative of a system um, inequity between different types of items. That's where augment tables come in, and this little bit of um, information helps you to understand augment tables and why they're called augment tables. And I highly suggest reading it because it has everything to do with item uh, modification stations that you find spread throughout the world and uh, what you can do with these stations. Um, and basically, the the goal of the entire system is to reduce the disparity between gear. Um, so it's making modifiable gear throughout the game statistically viable while providing other means um, of stat customization and growth for end game players. So that kind of helps a bit, and it gives you know definitely um, it puts more emphasis on on upgrading your gear and augmenting things. I so love that. that. Do that. What do you yeah, think about I do that? Too. I think it's great, and I think it gives uh, – for me, I, I see that it adds another element of gameplay style because now um, in order to be successful, you can augment your gear. And that's that's important for a lot of people. You know, you want to be able to do that, and um, I actually think it's great. I think it, well, it's pretty cool. You know, the I, – I believe I spoke last podcast, or it may have been the podcast before, about being on the public test server and how – when I put, uh, went to look at my gear, my augment slots were removed and the mm-hmm. augments were in my pack. Well, good news out there, folks. They have realized that that should not have been like that. 
<laughs> so your right. augment slots will not be going away. Okay. Right. They will be there. And your augment slots are going to be rated by the uh, type or what level of augment that it is that you have in your augment slot. So exactly. it's going to be really cool. The only thing that I was a little disappointed in is that we not all the crew skills could make the augment kits. But I right. did, in, in doing a lot of research about the making the augment kits, it's while there's only three classes that can make the augment kits, which is, again, I think we mentioned this last week, armor techs, arms tech, and synth weavers. Uh-huh. are all going to uh, be able to make the augment kits. Uh-huh. and But every one of the uh, crew skills can make the components used for the augment kits. So everybody is going to be viable because they're going to need a lot of these components in order to make these augment kits. So every every crew skill can help out. And I thought that was just awesome. We have started gathering all of this stuff in preparation for this. We've started making a bunch of armor that is level 49 and above, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that we can stockpile it. So we, when the patch comes out, we can reverse engineer it and get us our little components. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're trying to prepare um, the tiers of the augment slots, just so that you guys know. They're, they're labeled MK1 through 6. Right, right. You know, with um, MK1 being 1 through 16 is the level, you know, minimum level and maximum level. Mm-hmm. MK2 is 17 through 24. MK3 is 25 through 32. MK4 is 33 through 40. MK5 is 41 through 48. And MK6 is 49 and above. So if you have in your augment slot an augment that is... 49 and above in your gear already, mm-hmm. your augment slot will be rated an MK6. Right. At the release um, when 1.3 comes out. So, right. right. Totally cool. Well, like I said, there's a ton of information specifically on, on augmenting your gear. And, and I highly recommend reading it because this is going to be kind of like the new like what's new and important in getting your gear and, and gearing up for endgame stuff. So um, without augments, I mean, and, and some of the stuff, you know, at least in, in the pictures, I mean, you have like plus 60 endurance and 57 cunning. I mean, that's, that's insane amounts of, you know, augmentation that are, that's happening there. So I highly recommend it. Um, there's flashpoint itemization and miscellaneous changes that have come up that they're, they're also letting us know about. And again, just go and read it. We will have the link on our site and that is the crew skills and items in game update 1.3. It's extremely important information. I highly recommend reading it. It is awesome information. I mean, you really need to read this because mm-hmm. 1.3 is right around the corner and you're right. going to need to know this. So take it, uh, an opportunity to read it. We will have a link. Alrighty. Well, that leads us to legacy perks in game update 1.3. I really had a blast reading through all of the little legacy perks that are coming down the turnpike for game update 1.3. Mm-hmm. They have, um, I don't believe that there's any changes to global unlocks Mm. if there is i'm not aware of them but what you're going to see is 
character perks. Now, let me explain the difference, okay? Global unlocks will unlock the items under global unlocks to everyone in your legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, character perks, unfortunately, are strictly for that character that you're unlocking them for. Yep. So there is a, a distinct difference, and you need to be aware of that when you're looking at this. Global unlocks, everyone on the legacy character perks are strictly by character with Mm -hmm. that said there are some awesome unlocks coming remember when they were talking about in the um video the last game update video where you could increase your the experience that you gain from different items Mm -hmm. this is where we get to unlock them there will be class mission unlocks Uh War zone unlocks, space mission unlocks, exploration unlocks, and flashpoint. So you can take it from the first level all the way up to five levels to increase the amount of experience that you get from any of those five major areas. So Uh if you like to level doing war zones, you're going to want to max out the experience you can gain on your character by that by doing that by selecting mm-hmm. those perks mm-hmm. um they're they're not that expensive but by the you're going to have to be selective about what you choose because it could get quite expensive oh yeah you yeah know, i so. mean these are like individual game credits are going to be used but i think that that might be that might be helping with these people who have an incredible amount of credits in their in their sack. Do you of know credits. anybody like that? Um, lots of people have lots of credits right now. You know. Gosh, I just don't know where they get. I'm poor I, all I the time. I don't. I don't. I personally don't on a couple of my characters, but it. I. I, I know why. It's because I chose crew skills. Um, before oh. my crew skills were all gathering, and now some of my um, crew skills are actually. Um, you know, creating, crafting. So, um, and so I, I used to have, I had a couple of characters that like were not even level 30 and they already had, you know, credits in this close to seven digits. So I'm like, yeah, because I was just collecting and collecting and selling and collecting and selling. And that was all I was doing. So it was kind of nice, but I'd be a poor girl. Cause (laughs) I just spend my credit. No, seriously. I, (laughs) I used to do dailies every day. Yeah. Okay. I, I got so burned out that I thought I was going to throw up if I ever tried to do that. <laughs> and, and I know that's what I need to do to make money, but they've got to mix them up or something. Those are the most boring things to do day in and day out. There's got to be a better way to make money. Okay. Well, there's certainly a better way to make your companions love you. Lord. And that is also with a companion perk. That's so, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, which I kind of like because I'm really getting tired of buying all of this stuff to woo my companions and it's only like 99 right you know plus 99 affection plus 99 affection. i'm like i'm, t- I'm done with that no so there's some stuff that you can gain affection with your companions um by giving them gifts and also from the choices that you make during conversations but there's perks that will make it considerably easier to uh reach companions global unlocks so well, dun, dun, dun. i tell you i like that but i i really like the travel perks oh i know um what I'm wondering is, 
BioWare, what do you have that you're going to be doing to Outlaw's Den that you want us to get a travel point there? I know. I'm excited. I am so excited. That is the most exciting part about all of these character perks is that I get a travel point to Outlaw's Den because I know something hot is going to be happening there. Probably just tons of PvP. (laughs) Well, there's a, hey, maybe that's a good way to get people there because it's a ghost town. Yeah. You know, there's nobody there at all. Seriously. There's, I mean, nobody, oh, sorry. Nobody ever goes there. You know, so there's got to be a reason they want us to have a flight point there. That's all I'm saying. Oop, oop. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm There's hoping. speculation. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, oh convenience perks. Yep. Yep. I kind of like this one, and I really like one of them, and that was that... Uh, what do they call it? It's not respecking, but it is respec. You can do a respec. Uh, the convenience perks is that you can get uh, a field repair droid, okay? And mm-hmm. you can get uh, uh, the second rank of the perk uh, carries adrenals and, and med packs. Um, let's see. The third and final rank, the droid acts as a full-service crew skills material vendor carrying all mm-hmm. of the like the thermoplast flux and all of that stuff. But one of the things I saw, oh, there was a mail droid, which I already, I love the mail droid. I mean, I love that. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I, when I want my mail, I mean, somebody, that may be money from the auction house, you know, the, the Galactic Trade Network. Yeah, I want that. exactly. Um, but there is one that I was really excited about, but I'm not quite sure. And, you know, how it's going to work in the future, I keep hoping, I'm speculating again. The field re-specialization uh, perk is where you can actually re-specialize in the field, okay? <laughs> but re-specialization still costs you money. So yes. I'm wondering, are they, is it? Is it ever going to be at the point where we buy it once and we can just flip-flop between the two? I mean, because I know that they want us to to spend our money, but they're nickeling and diming us to do this. No joke. Seriously. I I mean, with all these perks that we want to have on our different characters, especially since these are not global perks, these are character perks, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. We're not going to have enough money. (laughs) See, we went from, you know, them caring about how much credits, like an overabundance of credits that players had, like kind of in the beginning of the game to Uh now. Oh, by the way, we fixed that. And now you're going to be poor all the time. Exactly. I mean, all these wonderful, wonderful perks. And by the way, thank you, Bioware. These are really some cool perks. Absolutely. We're not complaining. No, we're certainly not complaining. No. Um, But we're just poor. Yeah, we're, we're poor Spy complainers. We're now, now we're poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Gosh. Well, you know, the great thing about this that like if you have any concern with with what was, you know, what you've just read and whatnot, you can go ahead and um they want your feedback on all of it. So if there's something you misunderstood or you don't understand about the system, please, of course, they love your questions. And they very well might answer them. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that takes us into the community Q&A for 
this last week, uh, which was dated June 22nd. I believe that was Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, they um, have now had a new thread open for new questions for next week. So if you haven't gone there, please go there, ask your questions. They may get answered. But this last week um, in the community Q&A was a rather short one, but very long. Um, there was only probably about four or five questions that were asked. And um, most of it uh, was answered um, extensively well. And by extensively, I mean paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of answers. So, you know, I'll try to breeze through some of it. Um, uh, one question that was asked is uh, by Pargon said, I'm curious about the development cycle for something like an armor set. Could you elaborate on the process that you guys go through when designing and implementing that equipment? Um, Ryan Denning, who we haven't heard from in a very long time, um, if at all, is the lead concept artist. And um, we all know David Hunt, who is a systems designer. Um, basically, both of them asked the question or ans- answered the question and um, go into great, great detail. But I'll kind of shorten it up with with this uh, kind of what happens and, and with the characters in the Star Wars universe. They take all of what they've seen. And um, with that as the background, they start sketching ideas to find and capture a look that is, is compelling for, for Star Wars The Old Republic. And so when the sketch is approved, they make the model sheet, um, which is, of course, like a schematic. And um, and every piece of the set of gear for every character needs to fit in a wearable system so that they can start working um, with every other set of gear in the game independently. So each piece needs to work with the other pieces and this, that, the other thing. And so... Anyway, it goes into great detail on on how that works and um, other questions, a shorter question. Um, the toxic scannability purges two effects, which we asked, of course, in our um, our questions for mm-hmm, our backdrop our, fiction. Right? Yeah, exactly. So let's answer that because it's the shortest answer. It is the, the shortest answer. Way. It says you typically expect the oldest effect to be removed first. Now, who besides me? thinks that's silly shouldn't it be the newest because that's the one that's going to be ticking the longest Ooh, yeah yeah you are smart there's something about you that's like a genius i <laughs> no, never even I'm thought just, about that i'm just a common sense kind of gal okay <laughs> <laughs> because the oldest one is fixing to fall off yeah you know so it's fixing it to go away yeah. so why doesn't it take the newestly applied you know that's what i want to know you yeah. know what we need to start re-asking that question Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> yes, Austin Peckinpah, <laughs> please answer our questions. Thank you. Um, we go into other questions. You know, any chance we will be able to get extra character slots for a server in the future? We all know that answer as being um, yes. There will be definitely more slots appearing in the near future. Um, uh, I've noticed that they have not used the word soon I anymore. I saw that. Did you see that? I wonder if they've been listening to us. Mm, I bet so, <laughs> especially because it's Daniel. Yes, exactly. Daniel mm-hmm. was like notorious for saying soon all the time. He was, and he didn't um, say soon. I know. It's he said, stay tuned for details. Stay tuned. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Some more stuff. Here's the big, the, the, it's not a big question, but apparently it has a huge answer. And the question is from Heaven's Agent. In general, how are random loot tables defined? And when an item is awarded, how is the loot table it originates from determined? Are they based on planet, item level, item quality? Uh, David Hunt um, gave us a basically kind of like one, two, three, how things work out. And um, there, there's an hier- uh, a hierarchy of different loot tables for different purposes and functions. Um, 
so it but it all the loot falls into three basic categories and many people don't know uh, the first category is random loot so when you kill something in the world um or open a lockbox, the the loot that generally comes from there. It's corner, it's random loot. Then there's regional loot. When you kill something in the world and get commendation or a med pack or whatever, and it comes from there. And then there's custom loot. Um, for instance, when you kill a boss in a flashpoint or pull from uh, you know a specific list of items, um, it comes from there. And and he goes into greater detail explaining what he means by all of those loot system. So if you haven't read the Q&A for last week and you're curious about these little these little nuances in game that kind of like pick your brain but you don't think about it until after um go here there's these questions are answered and in great detail this week. Great detail, mind you. Long long yeah, really answers. long. Really long. <laughs> okay, well that takes us to our personal playtime. So, yes. Deirdre, what have you been doing this last week? Ah, this last week I have been playing a lot, a lot, a lot of PvP with my Jedi Knight Shadow. What or my level Jedi is Consul she? Shadow. Huh? What level is she? She is level 18 now. Oh, so wow. Okay. she's still young. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've kind of given up on um, doing my class quests because all of my class quests are now in the red. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Well, I'm just going to level up, do a little bit of PvP and do that and so you know i'm enjoying that and i i have my ship now so i can fly everywhere and do everything i want um and have my i can decorate it uh-huh. <laughs> i can't really but yet right yet but um stay tuned i know stay tuned or or soon <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all i've been doing you know i've just kind of been enjoying the game just kind of taking it slow not investing too much um too much time in it so that way I don't get burned out so fast. Well, you know? so how many levels have you made PvP? Uh, all of the levels from the last time I think we talked, mm-hmm. I was level 16. So all of those, all That's of that. That's great. Just PvP. Yeah. So, yeah. And well, I haven't done any, although I, I've upgraded my ship, mm-hmm. um, I haven't done any space missions, which is odd for me because normally I'm I'm doing those all the time too. But um for me, you know, sacrilegious, but Mass Effect Three uh, Extended Cut DLC uh-huh. comes on Tuesday, so I've I've opened Mass Effect Three back up again, and I'm playing Uh-oh. that. A little, I know competition. Oh uh, yeah, but it's, it's major, but it's major competition because yeah, well, we're going to hear something in just a few minutes that is going to be kind of a surprise to some people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, um, do you like space missions? I do like them. I don't like them as much as I did in the very beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. I do feel that it's it's you know definitely a rail system, mm-hmm. and that kind of bores me. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I like them for what you get, you know, and and you get a lot of XP, and you get some you know cool loot. Um, but that's about it, you know. I I just do them to to kind of level up again and to to not always be PVP, you know, I have a because tough time with them. I do. And it's not, and I don't have a tough time beating them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just have a tough time, you know, doing more than one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm a first person shooter kind of girl. And so Mm -hmm. that, the space missions actually kind of like, um, you know, they do strike that core for me. Yeah. Yeah. They make sense for you. That's, that's awesome. Well, let's see. What have I been doing? What, um, I have been playing a wee bounty hunter. Okay. Oh, yeah. She is uh advanced class spec 
guess what? Da, 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 healer. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, and I went from level 12, I believe, to level 14 PVPing. I have been absolutely having a blast PVPing with that little bitty character. Isn't, aren't they, they're just so awesome. Seriously, bounty hunters PVP are really awesome. So the same with troopers. Well, she doesn't do a lot, um, that, that more advanced leveled characters do. And still PVPing with someone so little Mm -hmm. does reaffirm to me that the bolstering system needs to be bolstered. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. You know, because while, you know, our heels are hitting the same as maybe a big, uh, you know, higher level person's heels. Mm-hmm. The higher level person has so many other spells at their disposal. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. that kind of means yeah. that maybe our little bitty ones should be bolstered a little more. You know? Yeah. I mean, no, seriously. I, I definitely think there should be like a level, like a more balanced playing field for yeah. all, especially if you're going to have, have it open to all you know, all levels. Um, yeah, well, I, ten, I, ten and over, but. I agree. And I see, ideally to me, we, they need to bust up the, the PVP by three different levels or something. I don't think it should be the same as like, wow. I mean, wow uh, had it like, you know, uh, 20 to 29 and 30 yeah. to 39. I don't think that we should follow suit. Okay. But no. I think that it should be busted up in maybe three different or four different levels, you know, like maybe 10 to 25 and 25 yeah. to 35 and 35 to 49, you know, mm-hmm. and then of course there's 50, you know, yes. but bust it up a little more because really, a baby at 10 or 11 or 12, they have no chance against mm-hmm. someone 49. And they're right. be, they're in the same zone, you know, war zones as those. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I, I have, think that's a little yeah. unfair. And the thing is, 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 is it, it, my only thing is that it, it doesn't hold true across the board. You know, like I have a, a similar character, um, you know, a Sith warrior, mm-hmm. um, roughly the same level she's 22 but believe it or not she actually holds her own pretty well and i can go up against a level 48 and while they have more um more actions that they can cast and more sequences and stuff i can actually hold my own live and i've been taking a lot of people down is it the same for my shadow no because it's a different character you know it's a different style of play and um, I tend to feel a little bit more like, you know, tissue paper right. playing my shadow versus playing my marauder. So, you know, I can see that the, that actually if you play different characters, you know, there's definitely and also different, you know, kind of advanced classes as well. Sure. You know, uh, healers are always going to be picked off really fast, I think, you know. Well, they are, especially if you're doing your job. And I, I yeah. really don't mind. That because usually when I'm in a PvP match, I'm I'm not alone. Okay, mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. you're coming after me, you bet to deal with my friends. <laughs> you know, um, so you know I'm okay with that I, because that's what I expect our people to be doing. I expect mm-hmm. them to be going after their healers. Right. Okay. So I'm right. really okay with that. 
but I'm not viable. I mean, my bubble isn't working as good and, and you know, my heels are not as good. I don't have as many options. So, but I'm having a blast. I mean, honest good. to goodness, I am absolute having a blast. And I have one thing to say for all you PVPers out there and all of you people that are thinking about PVP. When you have won or lost a match, there is a screen that pops up. Now, that screen is not just for those that want to brag and say, oh, I was the best DPS or, oh, I was the best heals or, oh, oh, oh. That's not what that's for. It's not? Not not just oh, that. Man. Not yeah. just that. There is a little icon to the right of someone's name that looks like an award. And that's what it is. It's a Most Valuable Player Award. Do not exit the war zone without giving someone your MVP vote. Uh-huh. I mean, I went on my little level 14 healer, okay? And I was top in heals. Uh-huh. I got zero MVP. And Aww. you guys wonder why healers don't want a PVP? You don't take care of them, okay? <laughs> So if someone's yes. doing an exceptional job, whether that be heals or kills or DPS, or maybe it's just a guildmate, don't exit that screen without awarding someone the MVP. Don't care who it is. Just don't let it go to waste. <laughs> there you go. There, you, there go. you go. Awesome. Well, that takes us into our quick mentions. Do you want me to take the lead or do you want to do Please that? Please do. Okay, well, for those of you who don't know, we have the next patch coming up. Um, scheduled maintenance for I know, finally. Drum roll. <laughs> Should I say it? Should say I say it. it? Say it. Scheduled maintenance for game update 1.3. Yay! And it is going to be happening on Tuesday, the same day that the extended mass effect 3 dlc comes out oh my gosh anyway so uh basically this is going to happen on tuesday june 26 2012 from starting at 2 a.m central time to 12 something this that the other thing okay so if you don't know the times please go to the site and um you will find your specific time in there um all game servers and SOTOR.com will be offline during this period. Uh, the maintenance ex- is expected to take no more than four hours. Um, of course, it could be extended. Um, and for those of you that read the Q&A from a few weeks back, you will know why. Because it um, they have to turn everything off and they have to test everything and make sure that it's up and running before they flip that little switch. Um, so that is what has to happen. So go ahead and um, check that out. You can hit that link on our site, Corellian Run, um, for the times for the June 26 game update 1.3. Um, at a glance at this week's articles on CRR, we are looking at Operation Information, the beginner's guide to gearing for operations. You can also look at Hollow Net Links number 51, which is an awesome read. Um, my two credits, um, this is this week's is called Let the Games Be Being Again. I think that's Let the Games Begin Again. 
Um, and Guild Checkpoint, no sleep till Kessel. So go ahead and you can go to CorellianRun.com and we have all of those links for you there. Strong am I with the Force. Or Jedi. Okay, last time we found out that Deirdre took the dark path and suggested birth control for the parent, <laughs> who clearly had too many children to take care Gosh, of. Gosh, I sound so horrible, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we also found out that Carla chose the dark side just because the mom was rude, making Carla an angel in comparison to me. So far, our scores stand at Carla uh, negative 11 and me at negative 2. Remember, negative scores reflect a dark side tendency, while positive scores reflect a light side tendency. And we both know that Carla and I are fairly evil, but Carla is more evil than I am. So today we have the test of the coffee shop diva. Carla, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. You're waiting in line at a prominent coffee chain, and a woman behind you is being a complete and total witch. She complains loudly about the help, about having to wait in line behind you, and about the crappy decor of the store. After you order coffee, you realize that she orders the exact same thing but with soy milk because she's lactose intolerant. A few minutes pass and the barista pulls two nearly identical coffees on the, on the counter, one with soy milk and one with regular. You accidentally grab the one made with soy and take a swig. You find it's extremely delicious. Realizing your mistake, do you... One, immediately tell the barista and apologize so that a new double macchiato soy latte can be made. Two, shrug it off and tell the witch that her drink may or may not be soy. Three, graciously hand the witch the lactose latte, smiling, knowing that the force, is, the force will be strong with this one in the bathroom. So what do you choose? That is so easy because I would definitely take number three. Huh? Because, you know, I, I'm just that way. That's how I roll. No, hey. seriously. If someone was going to be that much of a witch, she deserves to spend time in the bathroom. <laughs> Thinking about how she has been acting. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Number three. I would have drank that, that lactose-free soy <laughs> product and smiling the whole way. <laughs> I would have, I, I'm still smiling. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but now we know how really evil we all we are. We are I'm evil. Really getting. I'm going dark. Way dark now. I noticed that. You're, Two is you're deep making, into the dark side. You're, you're making me proud. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, master. <laughs> I am your protege. <laughs> oh, I don't oh, doubt goodness. that. <laughs> Okay, people. Well, you can read all of the past Sith and Jedi tests on our site at CorellianRun.com. Keep score and see which way you lean. All right, that sound means it's time for our community buzz, where we take a look at what the fans are talking about. Ready or not, update 1.3 for Tuesday. Woo! <laughs> I mean, I am so super psyched about this patch. Because it has such great stuff in it. I mean, from the Groove Finder, which is one of my favorite things, even though a lot of times, 
you know, I don't need to use it because I am in a, a really large guild. But if we're going to get special commendations for doing it, you can bet even with a full group, I'm queuing, I'm using it. I'm yes, using it. absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to definitely be using that a ton. I don't even, even if I never need it, I'll probably use it anyway, because frankly, you know, someone else out there is probably looking for a group and, you know, hey, you know, they're, they're waiting on someone like me to say, I love you, be my friend. That's right. Well, one of the things <laughs> we found out on the public test server is that there's always a shortage of tanks and healers. I mean, yes. is that not the story in every MMO? Uh, that's, I was going to say, that's so cliche. We've heard that everywhere else. Everywhere else. I mean, always a shortage of tanks and healers. So you've got all these DPS wanting to, to run these things and they can't. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to the ugly side of this. I still think that there's going to be an issue with using this for running tier two things. Mm -hmm. Unless mm -hmm. there is something different put in to check gear. I mean, and, and I'm not one, I hate to say that because I feel like, you know, every time we talk about testing gear or checking someone's gear out, that we're being an elitist jerk. And that's yeah. not the case. Unfortunately, no. Bioware sets limits on who can do, you know, how geared you have to be to do certain flashpoints or operations and... It's based on gear. How else are you going to, to, to make sure someone's ready for that? Right. You know, I mean, that is their way to make sure that, that, um, you are ready to go to the next level mm -hmm. and you've got to, to, to check your gear. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think that using the group finder for anything over just a regular flashpoint or maybe a heroic flashpoint, I think you're asking for a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not so sure I'd want to queue with anybody for a tier two, you know, no. unless it was my whole group. In other words, I, I knew who was in the group. Right, right. So, well, yeah. I mean, I so it, it has its I'll... good and the bad and the ugly, you know. I mean, you, you know, you've got the, the different things that are wrong with it. And, you know, I know that some people are looking at some of the, the class changes, um, that they're not happy with. Um, again, y'all really need to go to the official forums, look at the test server. There are patch notes on the test server of, of what might possibly come over for the real live 1.3. Uh -huh. And it talk, I mean, it's huge. There are pages and pages that you need to read. So your character may be changing a little, you know, if so, I mean, I noticed that my heels aren't doing as much. Mm -hmm. That bothers me. I already thought yeah. my heels sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, now you find that it's true. <laughs> you know, now that it, and now it's becoming a reality. Okay. <laughs> um, but there are seriously some changes. I mean, we, I see uh, looking at the official forums and I was looking at our um, group, our, our server group Facebook page, and just looking at some of the people that are posting there, like they're talking about tanking changes, and they're talking about DPS changes, and healing change. Look at all this stuff up. So I mean, because some of the changes, while you know, one point three is very, very exciting, there are, there could be, I don't know if there are, but there could be some negatives. 
-hmm. So you need to go look at that and judge for yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, we keep recommending this. Download the um, test server client and go over there for yourself. Right. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to tell how it's going to affect you. Exactly. And until I see how my healing is going to be effective in an operation, because I know what I can do now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to really get upset until I see it live. Some of these people are getting all upset. Well, this isn't going to work. And I'm going, give it a chance, guys. We haven't seen because if everybody has changed a little bit, that may not make your change seem quite so bad. Right. You know, I mean, if you think yours is bad, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying if you think your change is bad, wait until you see what everybody else's has been changed to, and it might not be so bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what the, the approach that I'm taking because, you know, I think that Bioware is trying really hard to make sure that classes are balanced, things are as it should be, that not one class is overpowering another class. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard line to, to, to walk. Absolutely. You know, I would not want that job. I mean, I can sit back here and complain that my heels stink, you know, mm-hmm. but until I try to fix it, I really don't, you know, have any room to really talk because I wouldn't know how to fix it. <laughs> Seriously, I really yeah. wouldn't know what would work. Right, right. Well, you know, and that's kind of the point of doing the test servers, because I believe that they ask you and stuff. And so, you know, I mean, your ideas will get heard if, of course, they're pretty good ideas, you know, and and manageable. I mean, I guess ideas have to be, you know, executable in in a way. Right. But I'm really excited. I mean, we've got the augment kits and augment tables and, you know, the group finder and the ranked, you know, team war zones we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming in for 1.3 and let's get excited about it i mean we're we have felt a a a kind of a change or a breath of fresh air breathed into the game for many of us in my Uh guild just Uh by being on a populated server yes now you combine this the very next week with 1.3 and new content and I mean uh, new stuff happening and group finder and the group finder man y'all need to be hyped up yep seriously stop, I know I am stop I, I can't wait and I need to log on and play yeah stop dooming and glooming this is exciting times I mean this is exciting yes absolutely I, I can't agree with you more I, I think that this is uh it, it feels like an entirely fresh new game um, no, it's not what everybody wanted in the beginning. Eh, blah, blah, blah. Wah. Well, it, it's a lot now. Right. So, you know, if you, if you're listening to us, which many of you are, and you're not playing because you're trying to see where the game is going. Um, uh, I'm telling you now, you know, log in, you know, try to find 15 bucks from somewhere and enjoy it and try it out. You're going to find a, a like it completely refreshing and new, and it's going to be like a completely new game for you. So it really yeah. will. And, you know, again, those free character transfers have not expired, guys. Nope. If you have not taken advantage of transferring your characters, you're not doing this from the game. You're actually doing this from the official website that you have to log into your account at. Mm-hmm. That's where you get all this stuff put in motion. 
mm-hmm. get those characters transferred off those, you know, ghost town servers that they're left on, mm-hmm. and get to what's happening. It'll it, it it's going to feel like a whole new game. Absolutely, absolutely. Get it done. That's right. Well, there. it looks like it's that time. It is, and I'm so sad. I hate it when it's that time. I know. I know. Another another podcast bites the dust. <laughs> well, hopefully it won't bite the dust. It'll just, you know, in the can. Go, 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 go in the can and go off and just do what it does. Yes. Make the people happy. That's right. Make the people happy. Okay. I would like to thank Maya828 for the very positive review on iTunes. Thank you, Maya. We appreciate it. Thank you. That's right. Um, please take a moment to leave us a positive feedback on iTunes. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Zoom. You can also find us on the Ego Networks at egonetworks.com. Um, for those of you who wish to contact us through our website, please do so at CorellianRun.com. You can also contact us via Twitter. We also have a Facebook page, so be sure to look for us there. Leave all of your questions or ideas for discussion topics on Twitter or by voicemail. And you can leave a voicemail message at area code 281-766-4511. For those of you who are out of the country, the country code is 01. Area code is 281. Phone number is 766-4511. Also, please don't forget to listen to our sister station, TorWars.com, where I also co-host on that podcast. All right. That wraps it up for us here at Corellian Run Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Until next time, I'm Carla. And I'm Deirdre. May the Force be with you. You have been listening to Corellian Run Radio, a Star Wars The Old Republic podcast. Tune in next time to hear Didi say... You know, Carla, I think that sandwiches solve all of the world's problems. All of them can be led to sandwiches. If we just eat more sandwiches, problems solved. End transmission.